Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you that we have come to sit at the feet of Jesus and to hear your word that we might come here and do. We want to become doers of the word. Help us, Lord, to do that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, if you'll put my first slide up, that's good because then I can begin. Thank you so much. So I want to share with you um, something that happened and the Lord just began to minister to me about the importance that we have to ask. We're in a relationship with God. Sometimes if people watched us, you know what I mean, I wonder if they would know that. You know what I mean? That we actually have a relationship with God because things happen in a relationship, right? We communicate in a way. We talk in a hope. So if it's a good one, you're going to talk. You know what? And you're going to get to know each other. And you're going to do things for each other, right? Just you, you end up having, you know what, an intimacy with somebody the more you hang out with them, the more you know them. So, and you know what? There's people. You got people in this room that you, you know them. But you don't know them well enough like that you would go ask them if you could borrow money or that, you, that they would come help you clean your home, right? You know them, but you don't know them like that. You're not close to them that you would ask something like that that would be intimate. But what the Lord wants us to do is to know him well enough that we're in this relationship and that we are asking so important to ask. I have been in situations, crazy situations, and this is kind of my habit anyway. I've got no problem asking the Lord. I'll ask him all day long for big things, little things, and all this and that. But one time when I'm just in this real turmoil and something is going on, and I said, you know what, Lord? I can't do this anymore. I can't. I am a mom. I'm not a contractor. I can't do this. And you know what the Lord said to me in that chaotic moment? He said, I said, I need help, God. No, no, no. Let's back it up. All I said is, I can't do this anymore. I was just at the end of my rope, stretched. And he said to me, well, Tamara, I said, I need help. And he said, Tamara, you haven't asked me for help. So I'm drowning over here. He can see it. He knows it. And he certainly knows I need help. But he's just sitting there, what? Waiting for me to ask. And so when he said that to me, I said, <laughs> disgusted, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> well, okay, Lord, then I'm asking. I need help. I can't do this anymore. I am a mom. I'm not a contractor. Now, this happened in a blistering time of tiling the floor over in the North Sanctuary. I've never tiled the floor in my life, but I certainly was doing it that week. And I had no idea. You know what? All the cool things that they sell. Pastor George, you know they sell grouting gloves. And you know why they sell grouting gloves? so that you don't dry your hands out and get them all cracked so that they're bleeding. But I didn't know that. So guess whose hands was cracked and bleeding? 
Do you know that they sell this tool? Super cool. When you pick up those sacks, 50-pound sacks of mortar, to put the, the thin set, they call it, to put down the tile, do you know they've got this cool tool that you just stick it in there? It's got like a paddle on it. Stir it up like a blender in a kitchen. I didn't know that either. So I guess who was over there all week long? Hand stirring everything. So I'm at the end of that week, and I'm done. Like I'm a mess physically. And that's when I tell the Lord, can't do this anymore. This is crazy, God. Look at me. Eh, look at me. I'm a mom. I'm not a contractor. I can't do this. And he, I said, I need help, God. And he said, well, Tamara, you didn't ask. Okay, sir, I'm asking now. I need some help. I kid you not, this is not the, we're not going to go there, but I kid you not. That week, the doorbell rang here at the church. I was down here seven days a week acting like a contractor. And the doorbell rang, and I went and answered it. And a man was standing there with a newspaper in his hand, and he said, hey, do you need help here? Is that crazy? Whew. I learned something that day. You know what? You better ask. You better ask. So something happened this in December that I want to share with you and that sparked this whole thing because, see, I've, I've had my lessons with the Lord. Do you understand that? I've learned the hard way on some things like that day. It's like, okay, Lord, then I'm going to ask. So I know now you better ask. It don't matter how much you're swirling down. You better ask. 68 times I see in the New Testament when God speaks to me about sharing this message with you. 68 times. Wow. He's big into asking. He's trying to communicate something to us. You know what? You have not because you ask not. And as soon as he said it to me that day, I knew this scripture. Oh, I knew it. I wasn't walking in it. It wasn't alive in my life. Do you understand that? I was too consumed with all the drama that was happening and all the busyness that was happening with that project that I'm not doing the one thing that is needed, which is to involve God in that. Okay? Now, I did involve him in all kinds of other things. You know what? He's the one who got all the tile donated. He's the one who got the saw dropped off there for me. He's the one. He did all kinds of stuff. I asked him for the materials, and he brought them. But I didn't ask him for the help. Hmm. It's kind of a detail God. You know what I'm saying? So I learned something that day. So now let me take you to, um, that was I don't even know how many years ago, but let me take you to just recently. This was in December, on December 16th. It's 1025 at nighttime. And I'm sitting in my bed, and I'm reading, and or watching something, doing news. I don't know what I was doing. Just like, doesn't matter. I'm in my bed. I'm up. I'm doing something. And I hear my phone ding. So I was like, whoa, who's that at 1030 at night? That's kind of late. You know what I mean? So I said, mm, let me see. And so I looked, and I see that someone is texting me. As soon as it, the person was texting me, I said, oh. That's kind of strange. Me and that person don't text every day. 
And so I saw who it was, and then I began to read this text. Can you and I talk soon? I keep having these reoccurring horrendous dreams. They are so evil, and I feel like it's an attack on me. I don't know how to make it stop. Tonight, you were in my dream. Sorry, I lost my place. I felt so strongly that maybe I need a pastor to help me. I'm not sure. Even if it's just you praying for me, I just felt like I really needed to reach out and text you. So I text her back, and I said, sure, I'm awake right now. Would you like to talk? And she said, um, I'm in bed right now with, with the baby. They have a, I think it's nine-month-old. I'm in bed right now with the baby, putting the baby to sleep, but maybe tomorrow if you can call. And I said, okay, I will text you as soon as I'm done at church and on my way home. She said, thank you so much. I love you. I said, I love you too. So that's 1030 at night, obviously on a Saturday if we looked up December 16th. And so I said, um, kind of just went, I was tripping out on it. I was like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. You know what? So then I go to bed. Wake up the next morning. I'm on my way into church and everything, getting ready for church. And I asked the Lord. I said, hey, Lord, I know I'm going to talk to her. I said, what do I say to her? Hey, Lord, what's going on? What should I say? And he said, ask her. If anybody has given her anything... that she knows or doesn't know, that's in her home. Well, that's kind of strange, right? But maybe not. So I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I get on the phone with her after church, and I said, tell me what's going on. And she begins to describe these horrific, evil dreams that she's been having. And in the dream, um, she's a new mommy. So like I say, their baby's eight, nine months old. In the dream... Her baby is always levitating over the crib. And it's freaking her out. That freaked me out. That's not good. You know what I mean? I mean, the baby's so innocent. What does the baby have anything to do with anything, right? But that's freaky. And as a mom, as soon as she said it, my heart just sunk. I'm like, ah. You know what I mean? I'm feeling for you. And she said, and and we've been praying, my husband and I, we pray every night just asking God to um, keep her safe and, and for this to stop. But she said, it just keeps happening. And I can't, she said, I can't, um, I can't sleep. I keep getting woke up with this dream, and then I can't get back to sleep because I'm so freaked out. So she said, in this last time, you were in the dream. And I was talking with you. So I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe I need a pastor or something to help me. I don't know why I'm calling you. I just saw you in my dream, and so I'm calling you. And I said, okay. I said, well, uh, I've been praying about this. And I said, and I asked the Lord, you know what, about this. And he, he, had me, he wants me to ask you a question. So I said, this might be bizarre, but here I go. I said, do you have anything in your home 
that someone gave you, either someone that you know or someone you don't know. And she said, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe you just asked me that. I said, really? Why? And she said, because um, my mom was here yesterday, and she was helping me clean, and there is this little wooden doll that when we went on our honeymoon, which is probably three years earlier, she said, when we were on our honeymoon, um, we met this lady, sweet lady, nice lady, and she gave us this little thing. Oh, you're here on your honeymoon, blah, 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 blah. That's so beautiful. Here, take this little doll. You know what? And then you guys will have a family. You'll get pregnant quick so you can start your family. She said, we took it. We didn't think anything of it. You know what I mean? And she said, that thing is sitting in my kitchen window. And my mom was here yesterday, and she said, what the heck is this? And she said, oh, this lady, you know, gave us that when we were in um, the Caribbean, blah, 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 for our honeymoon. And, and she said, it's kind of creepy. You should probably throw that out. <laughs> and, and so she says, and now... You're asking me that? Yes, I have this little doll for sure. I mean, the, look at how cool the Lord is because not only does he put me in a dream so that she can call me because I, I have the answer, you know what I mean? I, I will ask him. He has the answer, and I'll be a vessel. You understand? I'll do that. You know what? And then, you know what? Her mom's, it's been there for three years, guys. Her mom comes over and draws attention to it the day before that it's right on her mind. You know what? When I'm going to call and ask this question. So she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe you asked me that. I said, well, she says, I'm going to take that thing and throw it out. I said, no, don't throw it out. Burn it. Take that thing and burn it. And then I said, um, and then I'm going to send you um, just some information for you. I want you and your husband to just repent of bringing that in your home. I want you to just, you know what, pray God's protection over your home, and we're just going to get that thing out of there. She said, okay. So we did all that, and, um, and then I explained to her, you know, people who, who believe in the supernatural in the negative sense, like they totally believe what they believe, and they really are believers. And the fact that we're ignorant these innocent little lambs that we don't understand what we're doing doesn't change anything. So because you received that, brought that into your home, not that she was trying to do anything evil, but she opened up this evil in her home. You know what? And it was all about their baby. Wow. So she did everything I asked her to do, and I followed up with her in a couple of weeks, and I said, hey, how are you doing? And she said, perfect. We, I've, it stopped. I've slept every night. I said, wow. So I, listen, had God, look at how God orchestrated all that. How cool is that? I have a little clip for you I want to show. Um, and it's a Disney clip. I don't do Disney. Like, Disney's off the rails. I get that. But this clip just depicts so perfectly what I want to say to you. So I want to put that picture in your mind so that you'll hopefully always remember it. Will you go ahead and show the clip? Yeah. Ah! 
Major Domo Bird hippity hop all the way to the birdie boiler. Oh no, not the birdie boiler! <laughs> hey, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Like you? Oops. <laughs> In the clip, clearly, it, I hope it's obvious, but um, so Simba is the cub to Mufasa, the big lion. And so Simba's trying to stand up for himself, right? These guys are coming, uh, you know, to get him. And, but look who steps in. What would have happened if Mufasa wasn't there? You think Simba would have got through that? I don't think so. You know what? We need God in our life, listen to me, every second of the day. And if you're not used to walking with him like that, so conscious of him like that, he's with you everywhere you go, every single second of your day. But do we commune with him like that as if he is? Do we walk through our day knowing, just constantly aware that he's right there? I don't know. You know what? But we need to. So um, if we, we can do life by ourselves, and we will really get wiped out, honestly. There's just too much going on out there, right? But we have an opportunity that the God of the universe wants to, has provided a way to, and is waiting to be part of absolutely everything in our life. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is the one who leads us and guides us into truth. He is our protector. He's so many things to us. And we have that opportunity. God has already done everything he's going to do to provide that for you. But now it's on us. What are we going to do to access what he's given us? Our inheritance. His choice. I don't know that I would have chose us. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. But he chose us. 
You know what I mean? He thinks you're amazing. See, we just know too much who we are sometimes and who each other are. That we, it's hard to comprehend that we are who he says that we are and that we can do what he says we can do. Take this little teeny, it's just a blip in the universe, this little situation, you know what, with a family member of mine. How cool is God? He knows her. He knows me. He knows what Satan did, right? He knows Satan's plans. And he's right there as she's crying out to him for help. He shows up. And he's got, listen, I've walked through all kinds of things in my life. He knows, you know what? He knows who's got the goods. You know what I mean? That he's already deposited them in me. How come? Because I let him deposit them in me. Because I don't, I go to church on Sunday and Wednesday. You know what? Because I take, I take on other teachings outside of church. I listen. You know what? I, I, I have a relationship with God. I talk to God. I'll go to God. I'm, I'm in communion with God. So he know he's put some stuff in me. He knows. Oh, believe me, I could tell you all the reasons why I knew everything I knew. I knew, I knew. Soon as we found out what was going on, I had all the rest. Because it had been deposited in me. So, and God knew that. It's like, ah. He had already walked me through stuff. Taught me stuff. So he can totally rescue her. Listen, he ha- he, his choice... He chooses that he will work through a vessel on this earth. That's his system. That's the way he set it up. Therefore, we become really critical, don't we? Because he needs someone who will believe and expect and seek him and ask him and then obey him, right? And if he doesn't have that, people are just jacked up all around, aren't they? But he's already set it up for us, for them, for everyone. He's got a whole plan. But you're part of the plan. And you, what I'm, what I'm trying to encourage you, what, what pastor, this whole um, series, everything that he's going into, this is all about. This is the spirit of God is calling the body of Christ to step into this intimacy with him that we're becoming very, very aware, moment by moment, second by second, that he's right there. We can go to him for anything. And not only go to him for it, but then expect that he's going to show up. That's what he wants. And for too long in the church, you know what? We, I don't know, let me just say it this way. We talk a good game. But where are we as far as showing up? If someone could peek behind the curtain, I don't know, do we have that relationship with him? I mean, really, are we going to him? And whether it's, whether it's because stupidity, like me over there with the tile, like, wow, I asked you for this and this and that, but I didn't ask you for that. Oh, okay, you're particular, aren't you, God? Okay, he is particular when it comes to his word. And he's not going to change it. We can just and lose 
if we won't just do what his word says. So um, as Pastor Drew has been uh, providing, talking to us about 20 minutes with God, three for three. Why three for three? Because it's so cute and catchy? No, because he's trying to get you to write things down because you'll remember more of what you write down. He wants to deposit things in you that you will have so that when a situation comes, you are an available vessel to God. We are the ones who choose whether or not we're going to make ourselves available to God to be part of his work in this earth in these last days. That's our choice. Are we going to do it? I don't know. I can't do it for you, and neither can anyone else. We have to know what God wants, and as unbelievable as it is, that he will, through you, do mighty things. Listen, either he's a liar, and, he, and that's not going to take place, or that is going to take place, and he just needs us. It's up to us. We have to put ourselves in position to be part of his plan. You have a free will, he'll never override it, and you either jump in or you don't. Here's the problem with that. It's, Pastor, I was talking about these things. So if you were here the first Sunday of the month, you got this for free. If you weren't here the first Sunday of the month, you can pick these up for $2 over there. What is that? Well, that's a little, just a little um, tool, a little journal, only a 30-day journal that's been put together that you will spend, what does Pastor say? Just, just start 20 minutes with God. Just spend 20 minutes with God. And then when you spend that 20 minutes with God, you know what? Write down what you think you heard God say. This really isn't an option. We think it's kind of optional in our Christianity, but it really isn't. So I want to show you a few more scriptures to kind of push this thing a little more because this is what God is doing. He doesn't want one vessel. He wants thousands of vessels. He, there's a lot going on, a lot that needs to be dealt with. People need help. And he died for them. He wants to help them. But he needs somebody who he can, um, who submitted to him and who will obey him so that, who knows him so that he, we can help people. Does that make sense? Including ourselves. Arr. You know what I mean? The guy shows up. That was the coolest that guy came every day for the next, how many, three or four years with like four or five guys. And they all were carpenters and all kinds of stuff. What the heck? And all I had to do was say, okay, God, then I'm asking. You know what I mean? Just very irritated even at the point, right? Do you need help? Come on. <laughs> this is not even believable. But it is believable. And as I walk through stuff like this in my life, you're not going to tell me any different. You know what I mean? Because God, I have believed God too many times, and he's shown up so many times. that they, No, 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 you're not talking me out of this. But let me try to talk you into it because it's real. Okay? So um, can you go to my next slide? Because I really don't know. As we're, oh, oh, 
So pastor's been talking about three for three, get your journal, spend your 20 minutes with God, blah, 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 blah. So all this is just all about you and your relationship with God. And I'm sitting right there a couple weeks ago, and Pastor Drew is talking, and he's quoting the scripture, and he gets in it, and he says, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. And as soon as he said it, the Holy Spirit said to me, yada. And I, now, yada is a Hebrew word that means intimacy. And I knew I had been taught somewhere in my walk, you know what, about the intimacy that God wants with us, okay? And so when the Holy Spirit says yada to me, I go back to the scripture for a minute now. Let's read it differently. So not everyone says to me, who says to me, Lord, Lord. Do you know unchristian people who call him Lord? I don't either. You know what I mean? So shall enter the kingdom. Wow, freak out on that. So there's going to be, just looking at the scripture, I'm not saying this, you look at your scripture, you tell me, you let me, let me um, stir you up a little bit to see how important this is in our life, okay? So not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Hmm, that's freaky. But he who does the will of the Father in heaven, hmm, that's good. Many will say to me, how many? Many. Mm, That's freaky. Many will say to me in that day, what are they going to say again? These are Christian people. Have we not prophesied in your name? Do you know unchristian people who prophesy? I don't. Do you know any unchristian people who cast out demons? No. In your name. And we've done many wonders in your name. And then... This is the freakiest part of all. I will declare to them. Who is he going to declare this to? Some Christian people. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now let's read it the way the Lord said it to me a couple of weeks ago, okay? Just with the knowledge of something that had gotten dropped in my life And then I will declare to them, I was never intimate with you. So depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Wow. So this just isn't, we don't just like come up with stuff to occupy a couple hours on a Sunday with you. You know what I'm saying? You're here because you love God. You are pursuing a relationship with him. And what we're trying to do, we're hearing what he's saying. He's saying, help my people to be more intimate with me. And might I add, because this will be very necessary. This is so necessary. Look around you. So, um, let me see where I want to go next. So, will you go to the, the split screen because I just don't want to leave it hanging out there so that that yada is the Hebrew word remember I talked about that that means intimacy that's in Genesis 4 1 it says now Adam knew Eve his wife so it's talking about this intimacy 
there. Now, when we look it up in the scripture, it's in the New Testament, so it's Greek, and the Greek word for that, it isn't yada, it's this, agnon, and it means an experiential knowing. Well, to be intimate with someone is an experiential knowing. Can we agree that that's kind of what's happening there? So, back to this scripture, I would say it's really super important that we become people, you know what, who just have a tighter relationship with God. That's all he's ever wanted in the first place. With every one of us, it's all about you in the sense that he asked his son to die that he could have a relationship and commune with you. I love you guys. You know what? I lay it down. I'm not going to ask any of my kids to take a bullet for you. I don't love you like that. I might take a bullet for you, but I will not have my kids take one for you. Do you understand? This is incredible sacrifice that God the Father made so that he could walk with you and talk with you like he used to do with Adam and Eve before they decided that God wasn't a good God. He's really laid it down because he wants a relationship with you, but not a fake one where you say, oh, I love God, and you go to church on Sunday, but then once you, I mean, it's like, what, where are you during the week? Where is he in your life during the week? I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's really important. Um, if, go to the Luke scripture, will you? So Jesus, in the busyness of life, we see what's happening here with the two sisters. And you know what? The one sister's all jacked up with the other sister. But look what Jesus says. He says that there's what? One thing that is needed. You know what? I don't think we don't set time aside for God because we don't love him. We don't set time aside for God because we're busy. But how much sense does this make? And if we go back to that scripture, it would appear that if we don't have an intimate relationship with God, we might be in a heap of trouble. Now, that's not my decision to make. I'm not the one who judges that. God is the only one who can judge a heart, right? God will be the one who will sort that all out, the goats and the sheep. Not Tamara, not you. You know what? That's just him. And the only, you're responsible for you. So just do you, boo. And, and you are going to figure out where you are going to spend your eternity. That's it. Now, I will do me, but I will also, with Pastor Drew, um, give an account for you, too. That's why I can't sugarcoat nothing. I just got to tell you the truth. That's kind of awkward, you know what I mean? This, this is awkward to, to say, well, looks like he's talking to Christians. Looks like some of us might be in for a, <laughs> a real rude awakening, right? But isn't it? But God is 
once again, just reaching out, saying, hey, I want to be in relationship with you. That's all he wants. And until, you know what, it's too late, it's not too late. So we can make a change. We can repent and say, God, I'm sorry. You know, what is that song? And it says, um, I'm sorry for what I've made it. You know what? If the shoe fits, slip it on, repent, and let's, you know, let's get on with having Mufasa in our life. You know what? At all of our turns. It's because he's right there trying to be part of what we want to do. So, um, okay. Then go to John 10.27. Are you getting it? So in John 10, 27, now I'm going to go back to my John because there you go. Listen to what Jesus said. First of all, he's talking about being a good shepherd. You know what? Uh, You've got to believe that God is good. You know that? Does the Bible not tell us that? You must believe that God is good and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is your Bible. So he, mu- he is the good shepherd. Man, there's so much trash out there laid at God's feet. Woo. Yes. Crazy, crazy. The way people will point their finger, God this, God this, God that. Well, they don't know their Bible. You know what I mean? They don't know nothing about their Bible. All they know is whatever came down the pipeline throughout their life. All kinds of stupid things were taught. But... But God's word is infallible. And I don't want anything but the word of God. It's what it's all about. You know what? We get enamored with really good teachers or, you know, really flashy people, you know, who all know all the right lingo in the Christian language. You know what? What about the word of God? Because it is the word that is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. It's the word that's supposed to be guiding us and directing us. You know what? It is the word. Jesus said, I am the word. It's the written word. That's him. So when you spend time reading your Bible, you're spending time with God. That's him. It's not a book. You think it's a book. But the Bible says it's alive. It's alive, and it is. You know what? God, whatever I'm saying here today, you know what? God is speaking to every one of you perhaps something different. Just like when Pastor Drew was speaking a couple weeks ago, and I'm sitting right there, and Pastor Drew reads the scripture, and the Lord says to me, yada. Ah. And so then that just was like, whoa. Read that like that with that scripture. Oh, my goodness. We better take heed to what the Spirit of God is saying to us right now. As he's stirring, you know what, your pastor to help pull you and teach you to come into a more intimate relationship with God. And I would say, I don't know that we we don't have a choice for we can have this casual relationship or... We can have this intimate one. I don't see it in the Bible. 
But that does happen in the church, do you think? I think it does. And, I'm, and, and if I'm right, then God sees it too. And which is why he's just saying, hey, guys, yada. And he says it right there with that scripture. It's like, wow, we better get our chops together. We better get our chops together for a lot of reasons. For that day when we stand before him, that's cool. That's important. But wait a minute. What about for December 16th? To help somebody that we love. How would you like that? As mothers, your babies are levitating over your bed or over their crib. How creepy is that? Because some demonic believing person, you know what, is going to take advantage of innocent people with all their witchcraft and their voodoo junk. Isn't it important that we know him so that he can help his people? All day long, guys. All day long. That's you. Batter up. Suit up. God's got a lot going on, and you're supposed to be part of it. And he wants you to be part of it. And it's good for you. I mean, how cool was it when that happened with those people showing up here? And I could just, I could keep you here from Sunday to Sunday. I just, all day long, I'll tell you all about God. And then I was here, and then I heard God say, and then this guy gave us, within two weeks, this guy gave us, like, what is the amount? I don't want to exaggerate. I don't know. $30,000 for the chairs that you're sitting in. Oh, how did that happen? Oh, God said, ask him. He talked to me. He talked to me. And he said, hey, I want you to ask this guy if he wants to donate to your church and help you buy chairs. I said, Lord, I don't want to ask him that. I don't know him. And he's another pastor right here in our city. That's embarrassing. I'm not going to ask him that. And you know what God said? Ask him. You know what I mean? Yeah, now what? Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. How's it going over at Hope? Oh, great, thank you. You know, we're eating our lunch. How you doing? How's it going at Hope? Oh, good, sir. Thank you for asking. Gulp. And then I said, we're actually, got to lead into it. You know, got to figure this thing out. I said, actually, we're trying to buy chairs right now because we're going to take all the pews out because if we have chairs, we can get more people in. And so, yeah, we need chairs, you know. He goes, oh, here comes the zinger. Perhaps you might like to help us. Do you have a missions fund or something? You might like to help us buy some chairs. Guess what? Worst part of all, silence. He's quiet. He's chewing his food, and I'm just like, ah, 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 ah. And then I can feel Pastor Drew spin around in his chair thinking, what is this crazy woman doing? I don't even want to look at him. I'm being very careful to don't even see his face because I don't want to hear it. 
I won't go into any more details because of time. But oh, two and a half weeks later, yeah, two and a half weeks later, I got whatever it was, $25,000, $30,000, and purchased these dang chairs that have been here for the last 10 years plus or whatever. Got some top-of-the-line chairs. You enjoying them? Thank you. I made sure I got that lumbar support and all that. Yeah. Wow. We need Mufasa. All day long. He knows everything and everyone, and he owns it all. There's nothing, nothing that he can't do. He just got to do it through you. There's the problem. And he wants us to fix that problem because he's got a lot to do. I really believe we're looking at kind of like the worst but the best for the church soon and very soon. Now, jump in because God is saying, hey, he calls us an army. You know what I mean? He calls us sons and daughters. Like, he knows what's up. You know what I mean? He's all in with us. He just wants us all in with him. And the last thing, as you spend time with God, and you get this because I forgot this in the first service because I was way over there. Um, would you put up that quote by A.W. Tozer? I think it's my very last. So A.W. Tozer is a, a theologian. And... Look at what he said. He said, the one who does not expect God to speak will discount every single time when God does speak. I'll tell you about me. I'm an expecting girl. I am an expecting girl, kind of always have been. I came in just raw, didn't know nothing about nothing. I did not grow up in the church. We don't have time for that. I sat with Pastor Drew one time. He, we, he took me. I had just met him. We were coworkers at the time. And he took me to see the glory of Easter. And standing outside waiting for our show to begin, I said to him, I hate Easter. It's so stupid. And when I said it, I knew I had said something horrific because his eyes got, like, ginormous. And he looked at me like, what? And so I just said, um, now, I was probably 30 days new in the church at this time. And I looked at him and I said, uh, it's just about bunnies and eggs, right? And he said, no, Tamara. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I was like, oh, Really? Who could be, I don't know what I was, 21, 22, 23, and be that ignorant? Me. I didn't grow up in church. Why would I know that? Why would I know that? So that day he said to me, you know what, Tamara? Because he could see. Now I'm like, mm, totally embarrassed. It's like, okay. And then he said, you know, Tamara, I know you don't think this right now. But believe me, the fact that you know nothing is kind of a blessing. Because there's so much stuff out there taught that is not even God's word. 
and you are going to be able to learn it just straight. And I said, ah, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Why am I this, I don't know, the way I am? Maybe because of that. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I believe everything that is in the Bible. I just do. And I act like I do. I don't say I do, and then, you know what I mean? You never find me on the field. No, I believe it, and I act like I believe it. Not perfectly. Sometimes I act stupid, like not asking God when I know to ask. I certainly asked for the, the tile. I asked for the thin set. I asked for all that other stuff. Why didn't I ask for some help? I don't know. I don't know. But you notice... He's waiting on me. And so when I'm like, blah, 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 God, I can't do this. My hands, they're bleeding. They're bleeding, God. I'm a mommy. I'm not a contractor. He says, you didn't ask me for help, Tamara. Okay, I'm asking you. And look at how cool he is. Ba-boom. Wow. That's what he wants for us. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you because I'm already over. But be sure. Uh, you're sweet. So be sure as you're spending time with God that you're expecting. He's a good God, you guys. This isn't for me exclusively. This is for each one of us. He wants you to hear his voice, and then he wants you to obey it. And if you say, well, I never, I don't know, I don't hear him talk to me like that. Okay, well, we, you, Houston, you got a problem. Because he, his sheep, know his voice. Uh-oh. I don't think we come out of our womb just knowing this. You know why? Because I, you know I spend time learning. It matters. So just do that, and you'll see. You'll hear him. This, this is a little tool every day, and it's awkward. Can I just tell you right now? It's awkward. Like, you sit there, and you're like, if you've never done this, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is kind of strange. Um, hello, God. How you doing? You know, you start doing your thing, but it's okay. Is God's word true or not? It is. Fight through it. You just keep on pursuing God and watch and see. You'll write, you'll fill this thing out, and then you'll get to the end of your month, and you'll go, that happen oh my gosh and you'll start to see expect that he's speaking to you he will speak to you and then you'll start to see oh my gosh he's speaking to me